0: What's going on, travelers? Thank you for tuning in to the seventh episode of The Resonance, a weekly Genshin Impact podcast. I am your host, Dalton, and we finally, we finally have version 2.7 news. It's only been like two weeks, but it feels like forever. Uh, We have a lot to talk about uh, as far as covering the 2.7 live stream preview. What else? What else? What else? We got a new character to talk about. I'm so, so excited about this new character. Uh, I'm really looking forward to to seeing this character come into the game. And uh, what else do we have going on? And we have, I think we just have like two events to touch on, or maybe one event that's happening in-game this week. Yeah, so I'll cover basically the 2.7 update notice that came out first. We'll then cover Haiju, the new Anemo 4-star, which everybody thinks is going to be 4-star uh, character that they announced on the 16th. And then we're going to dive into the version 2.7 Hidden Dreams in the Depths and the uh, trailer that got released alongside that. We'll go into our break, and then we'll cover just really quick two things about the events. Uh, So closing thoughts on Spices from the West and then Overflowing Mastery event that's coming out uh, tomorrow. So when this episode drops, short two hours before this episode drops local time, the uh, the event's going to drop. So let's jump right into it. So two days ago, so this was... You know, we're recording this on the 21st, so on the 19th, we got some update details uh, regarding version 2.7. Dear Travelers, version 2.7 update maintenance is expected to start May 31st at 6 a.m., and that's local time or UTC plus 8. So for me, it's like exactly the opposite and is expected to be completed within five hours Meanwhile, the duration of version 2.7 is expected to be six weeks, and version 2.8 is expected to be updated on July 13th, 2022. Uh, We sincerely apologize for the inconvenience caused by this delay. So, meanwhile, the duration of version 2.7 is expected to be six weeks. All right, so version 2.7 is going to last six weeks, so a little over a month uh, or about a month and a half. And then version 2.8 is expected to be out. On July 13th. So it looks like again, same deal. It's getting pushed back, but it seems like they're at least a little bit more prepared. And now we know going into version 2.7 that it's gonna be two weeks longer than usual, or about two weeks longer than usual. The current character event wish, weapon event wish, and test run event will end on the 31st as well at 5 59 a.m. That should be local time. I'm pretty sure everything's local. The countdown of time display on the wish screen and events overview page will also be adjusted. There are no changes to the end times of other in-game events. Uh, And here's the big one. Maintenance for the placement function in the Serenity Pot will also end after the version 2.7 update maintenance is complete. Travelers can then resume using this placement function. Once again, we apologize for the delay in this update. Thank you for your continued support and understanding. So, a lot of good, good stuff right there. We got... 2.7 coming, we got a date now when that's going to drop and when the maintenance is going to be. We also know a very rough date of when 2.8 is going to drop. Now, hopefully, you know, that extra two weeks is going to, you know, help them and and hopefully, you know, deter any further delays. But obviously, you know, anything can happen. But at least we got a a date as well for 2.8, which I'm sure, you know, a lot of people probably weren't expecting when we got this update. And then, on top of that, the maintenance for the placement function in the serenity teapot is also ending with that update, so we're gonna kind of cover that maintenance just a little bit uh at the end of the episode as it pertains to the spices from the West event because I know people are probably wondering how that's gonna tie in, but we'll talk about that when I give some closing thoughts on the event at the on the uh, second half or last bit of the episode uh so yeah, so let's jump into. The new character that was announced. This new character was announced on the 16th. Their name is Shikinoen Haiju. Doshin Shikinoen has admired wit and insight. While he is unfettered and unrestrained in demeanor, one should not dismiss his talents. The Tenryo Commission is incredibly fortunate to have such a man in their ranks. And that is by Kamisato Ayato. Uh so his name is Shikanoin Haiju. He is known as the Analytical Harmony. He is the detective of the Tenryo Commission. He manipulates an Animo Vision and Service Minor. I don't exactly remember what that is. Very cool character design. I really like him. I'm not a fan of the boys in shorts, but I, I like it. I, I like this I like this guy. If you guys check it out, he's got like red hair. He almost looks like a Rosaria Deluc baby. Like, if Rosarian DeLuke had a baby, this is is him. The post says, A young detective from Tenryo Commission, free-spirited and unruly, but cheerful and lively. At first glance, Haiju seems like an ordinary young man, but he is actually the undisputed number one detective in the Tenryo Commission. Not only does he possess a wild imagination, but he also has a mind for meticulous logic and reasoning, as well as an extraordinary sense of intuition when it comes to solving cases. Whenever a crime occurs, his colleagues rely on experience to help them with handling the case. But Haiju brings an out-of-the-box perspective and gets straight to the crux of the case. People are impressed by his razor-sharp intuition, thinking that this—that his reasoning ability and efficiency are godlike. Here Haiju would simply reply with his signature smile, I don't know, maybe this is something that even the gods can't do. Ooh, I like that a lot, that's really cool. Character looks awesome i'm I'm really excited to to see what they can do i'm I'm really looking forward to it if you guys want that's off Hoyo lab you guys can check that out yeah, super excited to see haiju uh it looks like i don't know i I just assume that everybody's gonna be d p s but I'm totally wrong as we'll cover now that we're moving into the discussion on the two point seven preview there is a preview page that you guys can uh look at. The link to it is in a post on Hoyo Lab by Genshin Impact Official. Or you can go, which this is what I would really uh, advise you guys to do, is go in, you can open the event webpage for Hidden Dreams in the Depths from within the game, and then share that page, and you get 20,000 more. So, pretty cool. The preview page is very similar. It briefly covers things, but doesn't go terribly into detail, as like usually they post like a Hoyo lab preview page but it's pretty cool it has some beautiful music it's it's really like a preview page like they're doing with all their games especially zoneless uh zenless zone zero and uh star rail so check it out it's pretty cool if you guys want to do that and you can share that in game or i should say you can share the preview page link via in game and then you'll get 20,000 more jumping into the live stream it Seemed very quick, honestly. But we got some new characters which previously were officially announced, and we probably would have seen them two weeks ago if the delay never happened. But we got a very much closer look at Yelane and Kuki Shinobu. We got info on our wish banners for both phases of version 2.7. Uh, we got a new two new weapons one five star bow and a four star bow. New quests to that pair along with version two point seven. We got four events throughout two point seven. Uh they added two new adjustments. We got some new music, and we have one extra piece of news that we'll cover at the uh close to the end. So jumping right into it. I know we talked about Yelan, or is it Yelan? I think it's Yelan, because I was calling her Yelan, but it's it's Y Yelane. Yelaine. Y- yeah, I don't remember. It's it's literally been like less than twenty four hours, and my pronunciation is terrible, but I'm pretty sure it's Yelaine. I just remember it not being something that I thought it was going to be. I am so happy that that Laura Post is a voice acting uh, being is the English voice actor for for this character. I love their work; it's great. So as we kind of suspected, she is a five star rarity. She manipulates a Hydro Vision, and she uses a bow for a weapon. Uh, Her normal attack is Stealthy Bow Shot, where she will enter a Breakthrough State after spending a short amount of time out of combat, a few seconds, which will cause her next charged aimed shot to have a decreased charge time, and once charged, she can fire a Breakthrough Barb, which will deal AoE Hydro Damage. Very cool normal attack. The animations are sick. I love them. Uh, Then she has her elemental skill, Lingering Lifeline, which fires off a lifeline that allows her to move rapidly, entangling and marking opponents along its path. When this rapid movement ends, the lifeline will explode, dealing hydro damage, and she kind of goes like invisible. And I'm not sure actually right now. I'm I'm, I'm, as I'm like watching this, but it looks like she's not invisible, even though the animation kind of makes it look like she's invisible because it looks like the the opponents are still, like, locked onto you, um, which is true, but... Anyway, it looks really cool. She literally is, like, marking them, and there's like they're, like, tethered, almost, and connected to each other. And when it ends, they kind of just, like, explode and, and pop up into the air. I'm sure with weaker opponents, it's, they're going to do that, and then... Or when you're fighting, like, stronger opponents, they're probably not going to pop into the air like that and fall down. But either way, it looks really cool. Her elemental burst is the Depth Clarion Dice deals AoE Hydro Damage and creates a Wondrous Dice, which aids her in battle, follows the character around and will initiate a coordinated attack under the following circumstances. Can occur once every second when your active character uses a normal attack, and will occur each time land's Lifeline explodes and hits opponents. The Burst looks sweet. She does this weird thing where, like, the bow goes, like, out in front of her or she, like, kicks it and it, like, it goes out in front of her. But then she, like, pulls it back with what looks like, like, a tether or, like, the lifeline from her elemental skill. Looks so cool. All the gems are going to her. Her passive talent, number one, is Adapt with Ease. The active character's damage increases over time while the dice are active from her burst. And then we have passive talent, number two, Turn Control. Yolande's max HP will be increased based on the elemental types that are present in the party, which makes me feel like she'd be really good paired with Yunjin, uh, because I'm pretty sure she has passives or skills that are better with multiple different elemental types. So if you're going for that protective canopy resonance uh, with four different elemental types in your party, then I feel like this is the character you want, or at least the new character that you want. She also has an exploration talent, gains more rewards when dispatched on a leeway expedition for 20 hours. And that's actually the first time that we get a third character that uh, allows us to gain more rewards in one region leeway. Uh, so then we move on to Koki or Kuki Shinobu. She is a four-star rarity. She uses an Electro Vision, and her weapon is a sword. I was not expecting this, right? You see, like, her her outfit. She looks very much like a very dangerous person, which she is. Yeah, it, makes, it just says DPS, right? It just says DPS. She's got DPS written all over her. Wrong, but I love it. I love that she's not a DPS, and I wasn't expecting it, and I love it. We will cover her uh, her elemental skill, Sanctifying Ring which creates a Grass Ring of Sanctification at the cost of part of her HP that will heal teammates and deal continuous electro damage to nearby opponents. Her elemental burst is Gyoi Narukami Kariyama Right, which creates a special field in front of her that deals continuous electro damage to nearby opponents. Her passive talent, Heart's Repose, uh, causes her elemental skills, healing, and damage to be boosted by her elemental mastery. And her second passive talent is breaking free. When Shinobu's HP is low, her healing bonus is increased. So you want her HP to be low to increase that healing potential, but not too low, obviously, as they point out in the uh, live stream. All right, exploration talent, Protected Prayers, gains more rewards when dispatched on an Inazuma expedition for 20 hours. So it looks like she is the second alongside Kujo Sara to give us more rewards when dispatched for more than 20 hours. So pretty cool. I'm looking forward to getting both these characters. Kuki not only looks awesome, but man, having an Electro Healer was like, I had a very, and I hate, I'm gonna cringe when I say this, I had a very poggers moment where like, jaw hit the floor, I was like, Electro Healer, that's like, awesome. So, I'm super excited to to add her to a team. One thing I want to point out, all right, and I didn't realize this at first, Kuki Shinobu has like, very narrow eyes. And when I say narrow, I mean like vertically, like vertically narrow pupils. And when she, she in the live stream, she has her mask off. And when she has her mask off, her mouth opens and she has fangs. So she's not an Oni. And what I think is she's actually part Vishap because the, the character from the Three Realms Gateway offering event, I can't remember her name, but she was like the shrine maiden with the snake mask or the snake like looking mask, had eyes just like this, and also had fangs. So or maybe she didn't have fangs, I can't remember. But I'm almost positive she had fangs. Either way, that is my guess. My guess is that Kookie is part Vishap or part serpent something which i think is awesome so yeah we'll move on to our wish banners now in the phase 1 portion we will have two banners to wish on there are the discerner of enigmas which is Yalan's banner and she will be alongside of chao with the invitation to mundane life so we got chao's third rerun it's very quick i feel like i just got chao not that long ago and we already have a rerun for him but it's awesome love chao Yeah, very cool rerun. Very two cool uh, characters to release alongside each other. In the Phase 2 portion, we are getting another rerun, and that is going to be the Oni's Royale, and we're going to see Arataki Ito. And in the Phase 2 portion alongside Arataki Ito is when we'll get Kuki Shinobu. So, And I really like this. I like that they paired Kuki with with Ito and are releasing them side by side in the same banner. So very cool. I love the banners. Super excited. I know a lot of people who didn't get Chow in the last banner, probably saving up for what we thought was going to be Kazua, but ended up being Chow, and I love it. It's awesome. So very cool. They don't say who the four stars are, but we can kind of guess who they're going to be based on, uh, you know, some more stuff that we're going to talk about in a little bit based on the event. So yeah, very cool. Looking forward to pulling on some of those banners. We also got some new equipment, as I mentioned before. We got a five-star bow. This would be the bow that you would want to pair up with Yelane. Aqua Sim- Simulacara, or Simulacra. Simulacra. Aqua Simulacra. There you go. Nailed it. Which can be obtained in the weapon banner. And it's a five-star bow. We don't really have too much information on it. It just kind of is very beautiful. Looks like there's like a Yeah. It's just a bow that you basically see her use in the, uh, in her trailer and in the live stream. So very cool looking bow though. And then we have a bow, which is called fading twilight. I again, don't know what it's going to be good with. You can almost assume that this is going to be like the top slot, uh, free to play weapon for, uh, So this is not going to be on the banner. This four-star bow, very much similar to the catalyst that we got in the Three Realms Gateway offering event, is going to be in the Perilous Trail event as a reward, and I'm sure we're going to be able to get that to R5 right away as long as you uh, take part in the event and you complete the series of tasks. This four-star bow, like other four-star weapons, I feel like is a little bit more lackluster in appearance uh, compared to the five-stars, obviously, but... Very cool. I love that they do this. I love that we get a free-to-play free weapon uh, if we don't want to pull on the weapon banner. Feels totally fair. All right, we got new story quests as well. Uh, The first one is going to be the Archon Quest interlude chapter, the Perilous Trail. Uh, In this chapter, Yalan, Ito, Yanfei, and Kuki will team up with the Traveler when they become stranded deep in the chasm. Uh, And it's not long before we discover that Chao is also conducting an investigation of his own. Uh, There's a lot of history and secrets buried within the chasm, including the story of how the people of Li Wei fought off monsters 500 years ago. Yolan has been monitoring this this location as it is related to her origins. So we're also going to see some Yaksha in this uh, new story quest. We're also going to have a new story quest for Yalan in her story chapter, Act 1, Umbrabilis Orcus, and that's going to cover Yalan's story. Looking forward to that. And we're also getting a new Hangout event, Hangout Event Series 6, coming soon, and that is going to be with Kuki Shinobu, and the title of that is Act 1, The Gang's Daily Deeds, so we're going to be seeing a little bit more about Kuki. One thing I want to cover about Kuki, right? In the event or in the live stream preview, Ito kind of covered Kuki, obviously, because she's part of his gang and all that. But Ito mentions that Kuki is studied law and leeway and didn't want to be like tied down. So she and she wants to live this like very free lifestyle. And that's why she joined our uh, Ito's Arataki gang. But I think it's so funny, and I would love to theorize this, that, like, we don't get to preface a little bit. We don't get Kuki's side of the story, right? But I think it'd be so funny how, like, Ito always thinks he's right, but in reality he's, like, kind of wrong at the same time. But it'd be super funny if Ito just claims that Kuki loves the Arataki gang and that she loves it and she loves, like, taking care of them and, like, saving him, but actually hates it. Laura like thinks that they're idiots like I think that would be so cool right like not in like a bad way but like she's just kind of like thinks Ito's immature but Ito like thinks that he's like the like the boss when in reality like Kuki's doing all the work I think that'd be really funny and then we have some new events so we got four events number one is the aforementioned perilous trail in this event travelers will need to constantly defeat enemies within a challenge domain What's unique about this event is that after each round, you have to uh, rearrange your party according to the domain's rules. And in the in the live stream, they did show off, like, I want to say, like, one or two ways that, like, this can happen. For example, in the Direcliff Court domain, only one member of the current party can be selected to continue on, while everyone else will enter a recuperation mode and will be unable to fight. In another domain, Kaleidoscope Cage... Two characters will be selected at random and will be unable to continue the fight. And then you'll have to switch them out and choose two two different characters based on who you have left um, and switch them out. Each of the domains will also have multiple trial characters prepared for you to use. Additionally, you may select and equip three stratagems per combat round that will provide buffs in battle. So, I I like this a lot. See, like, this isn't something that I felt like they've done uh, other than, like, having to switch out from your current team and bring in two or partial parts of a team, not like all four characters. Like I can't remember what, what update it was. I want to say it was 2.4 or 5 where they had a domain event like this, like a combat challenge event. I talk about this in like a previous episode where I, I didn't like it only because it was super difficult. You in that event you had to like swap out your whole team, right? So like after a round you would complete it, boom, couldn't use those four characters again. You had to use a whole new team. I like this better. I like having to strategize a little bit, and also have to strategize going out of the out of the round, thinking, okay, what, how can I make this team work better and have the domain change? And it's not going to be the same every single time. Which again, that monotony isn't needed. It's not in this event, at least it doesn't seem like it's so far from what we've shown, so I love it. Event number two, a muddy bizarre adventure. Uh, In this event, for reasons unknown, some dark mud-like substance has been oozing out of the caverns in the mines of the chasm. We have to deal with constantly oozing dark mud as well as monsters that have been strengthened by its effects you'll be you know doing different events you're not just going to going to be attacking enemies that are strengthened by this mud's effects you're also going to be guiding balloons and stuff like that travelers will need to use the persina spike to clear the mud and to defy- fight and defeat the monsters attacks from the monsters will disable the spike so you need to protect it also when the persina spike operates normally Using blooming light with a lumenstone adjuvant of a certain level will clear out nearby oozing concretions, granting the spike additional energy and speeding up the charging process. You're multitasking, right? Multitasking event. You're defeating enemies, getting rid of the mud, and trying to keep the Priscina spike operating ball, obviously protecting it from enemies. So, very cool event. Uh, it looks like it looks like it'll be very interesting. This this event is the one that I have been waiting for. The Mighty Arataki Great and Glorious Drum Along Festival. In this event, travelers will be receiving a drum and will have access to all three difficulties from the very beginning. The designers have implemented a lag calibration function. You can calibrate your device and can adjust the decision line until it roughly coincides with the note position they entered. So in this event, we are getting a drum. We're going to be able to use it and put it alongside our zither. I'm... Super excited to, to play in this event. And it looks like we're going to be getting the drum at the end of it. So, very excited. I love the the music uh, events that they do. They're extremely fun. Um, they're a nice break from the uh, usual gameplay. or They're a nice break from the usual gameplay. We'll be able to adjust the note falling speed as well as the volume of the button sound when pressed. As tunes are unlocked, a note editor mode will also be unlocked. You can freely edit the note positions in these tunes to create your own beat maps of the game's musical scores, which can then be shared with other people. Honestly, it requires two hands, by the way. So you're not using a mouse or anything. You're like, if you're on uh, a keyboard, you are using both hands. And from what they showed, it's ASD and JKL. And it's like you're almost like you're kind of playing like a mini piano on mobile. I'm sure you're just using your thumbs, obviously. Uh, and then control, you're your just pressing. You're still just pressing buttons, controller people. But yeah, looks super cool. I'm very excited about this. And then we also have the core of the apparatus event where we will be building toys. Travelers will receive a material collector from a toy merchant from Fontaine. Three processes you must complete in this event are source material collection. So you're going to go around and get source materials for this toy then you're going to give the toy and the materials a elemental charge. And then you're going to activate the core. So by completing all these steps, you'll be able to produce a robot furnishing and place it in your Serenity teapot. The robots have various model types and animations, which will be determined from the three processes. They did mention in the live stream, you would be able to trade vouchers for these toys if there was a certain one that you were looking for. Or one that you found, you could get, you could trade those vouchers with like other, I think, for the other animations slash robots. They look pretty neat. They don't really show any of the animations while they're in the teapot. It doesn't look like, I can't really remember, but they do show it on the preview screen where you go and you choose. But it sounds like we'll be able to take three of these with us. We also got two new adjustments that got announced, and these are very good updates. I feel like they're actually listening. They are actually listening to us in our surveys. Number one, added challenge features tips. The system designers have added challenge feature tips to the beginning of some high-level material domains. These will include some suggestions on how to quickly defeat the monsters in the domain, which might help you find the optimum team or strategy to efficiently clear it. And from what they showed, when you go to pick like which level of the domain, like 1, 2, 3, 4, for example the challenge features are going to be are going to show right underneath like the short description of the domain and the lore of the domain right to the right of where you choose the level and in that short little box it's going to tell you like a strategy that you should go with while also showing you the four elements that are recommended for you to enter the domain with and they also obviously light up like the previous page uh they light up and show you which ones are already in your party so I dig this feature, it's pretty cool. Alright, and this is probably my number one favorite. They added talent and artifact recommendations for characters. When players open the character talents menu, they can use the newly added talent reference button to see talent priority recommendations based on the actual data of other active players. You hover over the talent, it gives you an upgrade recommendation. So they show off Ganyu, And obviously, we have two talents. We have the auto attack, the skill, and the burst. And in Ganyu's talent upgrade recommendations, it says the first priority talent to level up is her normal attack. The second priority level up is her burst. And then the second or the third, I should, um, sorry, the third skill or talent that you need to level up is her skill. And it doesn't say first second priority or it doesn't say first priority level up second priority level up third priority level up no it says level up according to recommendations which i love because they're not just like completely cutting out third party recommendations or guides or character builds because obviously they understand that like it's all situational right so there are probably other options for taunts but the flower in ganyu skill taunts but it's not super needed So they still let that be a recommendation if you want to level up that talent. But this is awesome. This is great. I love it. They need this should have been in a long time ago, but it's coming with version 2.7. I'm super happy about it. And then by pressing the attribute reference button in the character artifacts menu, you can see the main attribute usage statistics for each artifact slot. So again, they show off Ganyu. In the circlet reference button, you click that. And then there is a or a, really any artifact like the goblet the sands the feather the flower but you can click on any of those and then you'll have your uh, you'll have your uh your list of artifacts that you can choose to to equip or enhance for that character but to the right of that right where the back button is it's it's right to the left of the equipped button that's kind of grayed out if that artifact is equipped to the character that you're viewing And it's going to say Artifact Recommendations. You can click that or hover over it. I'm not exactly sure. It says by pressing, so I think that's going to be clicking. It'll give you what the main attribute choice of that artifact is for that character. And then it also gives you a pick ratio, right? So for Ganyu, it shows the circlet. It shows crit damage is usually the first rate pick with most active players using a crit damage circlet for Ganyu at 63.4%, and then a crit rate circlet after that for 296 and then uh, about 5.7% of travelers are using an attack percentage circlet on their Ganyu. So, very cool, very interesting. I wonder if they'll ever just, like, kind of do the substats, because I know a lot of people kind of get confused with the substats. I know I still do, but for the most part, the, I mean... This is great. I love it. It's such a good improvement, and it's going to be super helpful. All right. We also have some new music. The Chasm OST album is releasing. Its name is the Millilith's Watch, and we I don't think we have a date for it, uh, but it's going to cover the music from the Chasm. Looking forward to it. It says it's going to be available soon, So, and it's got some of the outside of the Chasm artwork. Looking forward to uh, listening some of the music. Our last piece from the, the last piece of news that we got during the 2.7 special program live stream is the collaboration between Genshin Impact Funko and Mindstyle. So we are getting some Genshin Impact Funko Pop figures, and it looks like they have really cool looking stands as well. So right now coming soon are Ether, Lumine, and Paimon, and it also says that more characters are under revision right now, and they show a Ki-Ching, a Diluc, and they show a Hilatril one. I really want that Hilatril so bad, but very cool. Funko Pop figures. I used to be into collecting these, and I haven't been for, like, years, but this is these are definitely... There's a couple that I'm sure I'm going to be picking up, especially of, of my favorite characters. So that just about wraps up the 2.7 uh, special program. Very excited. Um, The events all look very interesting and nothing's like super monotonous or, you know, redundant. So new characters look good. I'm very interested in the story quest and seeing all these characters from different regions kind of mixing together and um, and seeing what happens between them all in the new Archon quest. Other than that, that's basically it. If you guys didn't watch the program, you can watch it on Genshin Impact's official YouTube channel. I would uh advise that you do that and then watch the trailer that they released like within the first few minutes of that, and you guys can dissect it if you want. you see some interesting stuff, you see some dialogue between the characters that are involved in the story. yeah, if you guys don't wanna miss out on anything, I would highly recommend you guys go watch that alrighty. That's about it for the two point seven live stream preview. I'm gonna take a quick break we got we only have like two more things to cover, but I'm gonna take a quick break. Uh, When we come back, we'll cover the new event that's coming out tomorrow and then give some closing thoughts on the Spices from the West event and how that kind of ties into the ending maintenance on the Serena Teapot. And uh, we'll talk about that when we come back. back from our break if you were wondering or worried that the maintenance serenity pot the serenity pot maintenance on the placement function would still be ongoing even after this event ended fear not do not waste any more of your seasoning or your seasoned your fragrant dishes I should say don't waste any more of your fragrant dishes don't just throw them on whatever food that you want, and then just start eating it when it's when you're low. like don't put it on your Madame or whatever it's called the turkey as I call it. Don't do that. Save it. The spices from the West event ends on June seventh at four a m server time. We covered this uh last week. The reason why that's important is because you'll have almost a whole week once version two point seven goes live which is also when the placement function maintenance ends for the serenity teapot. So you will be able to use these fragrant dishes on characters that are not in your teapots right now because you can't do anything right now. So save those fragrant dishes. That's all I wanted to say. Save it, use it for a character that you really want the name card for. Yes, I'm super happy. Much happier than I was last episode when I was talking about the spices from the West event. Much happier now that I know that these fragrant dishes just aren't going to waste and that I'll be able to bump the companionship experience on a character that I really want to get to level 10. And other than that, we did get some news on a new event that is coming out tomorrow, which is the Overflowing Mastery event. Double drops with talent level up materials. During the event, travelers who successfully challenge talent level up material domains and who consume original resin to obtain rewards will receive double the output. This event duration is from May 22nd, so the day before this episode goes live. It's going to start at 4 a.m. local time, and it'll run for a week and end again at four, uh, right before 4 a.m. local time. To be eligible for this event, you just need to activate the corresponding talent level up material domain, so make sure you unlock those three domains so that you can farm those uh, talent level up materials during the event. During the Overflowing Mastery event, travelers who successfully challenge the talent level up material domains Forsaken Rift, Taishen Mansion, and Violet Court, and consume original resin to obtain rewards will receive double the output. A total of three opportunities to gain double drops will be available each day. So, very cool. I know there's a lot of new characters coming out, a lot of new builds, so you're going to want to stockpile on these talent level up materials. I always feel like with the talent level up materials, I always get way more than I expect, uh, even without the double drop event. So if you guys are looking to build LAN, you want to pull for Ito and Chao. You don't have them yet. You're going to need those. So uh, Kuki even. You want to make sure that you guys make the most of this event. Use your original resin up. Don't just convert it into condensed resin. Take that that original resin, get your three drops, and then start uh, you know filing away at your condensed resin if you need to but for the most part you're going to want to take part in this event especially if you plan on pulling for any of the uh newer characters and so you can get their talents leveled up. All right. That just about wraps up our show. We're kind of closing in on 50 whole minutes of recording. So, I'm super happy with version 2. uh the look of version 2.7 and everything that they announced in the live stream. It kind of felt a little rushed to be honest, even though they like kind of it was a little on the nose, but they had the voice actors mentioned like, "Oh, it, it, we covered a lot today. Like, yeah, we covered a lot of news today. Like, no, there's no way. I, I know they didn't cover like everything they could have or gone that in depth with everything. So either way, I'm, I'm looking forward to version 2.7. I love that I'm gonna have something to, you know, new to look forward to, a new battle pass to keep grinding out. So. Let me know your guys' thoughts. I'll have a poll on this episode on who you guys are going to be pulling for during two point seven. And uh, yeah, let me know. That poll will be on Spotify, and I'll throw it up on Twitter as well, just to see what your where your guys' heads are at. I know I'm going to be pulling for Yelan, and then just kind of probably skipping out on Chow, and then pulling on Ito to either get him to C one or hopefully pull Kuki before I before I pull Ito. I'd rather I'd rather pull a different five star, I think, than. Edo, but i i still do want kooky really bad Alrighty, that's it for our episode i hope you guys enjoyed the live stream let me know what you guys thought about it what you're looking forward to the most you can let us know over on our discord server the link to our server is in the episode description below you just got to click that link come on over uh join the conversation we got some friendly people in there and we're trying to grow a little community around the podcast if you guys would like to support us other than just listening, which obviously is greatly appreciated, you can leave a review on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you can leave a review. If you guys would like to, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts and go a little bit more in depth with your review. Let me know what you guys are looking forward to the most in version 2.7. You know, Let me know who you're going to be pulling for and what you're thinking that your new team comps are going to be with your new pulls. Uh, Throw that in your review. Let me know how we're doing in the show and I'll read it uh, at the end of the episode. Other than that, that's all I got. If you want to reach me a little bit more directly, you can do so at on Twitter. That is at HoyoCast, H-O-Y-O-C-A-S-T. Other than that, hopefully we'll have some more news and events dropping next week looking forward to talking to you guys next week, as we'll probably have a guest coming on board to talk with us and give us some thoughts. And we'll probably dive a little bit deeper into 2.7 and uh, the characters and the story. So thank you guys for listening and I'll talk to you guys next week.